I need to intro this by telling you how my day has been today. And it has been slow moving. Got up about two hours ago, and I went to the local local coffee shop, two that campus ago. store. That's 1 p.m. Yeah, I woke up at, well, it's 12 p.m. for me. Oh. And I went and I got this amazing cold brew. And you know what? Turns out cold brew doesn't have nitrogen in it. So I, I just like, it's not the Guinness of coffee. Yeah, you did say that last episode. I did. And I guess it's just the bagel, the bagel companion. And I'm, I'm a little frightened because once it becomes winter here in Chicago, can I still drink the cold brew? That's a good question. That is a story we will find out the answer to, but back let's go get on track paul take get take us track. away all right as we all uh, heard connor's uh, struggles in chicago with the upcoming winter i'd like to get us started by introducing you to a brand new episode of the opinion central that's right there's a the here we go boop bop beep boop intro song bop to bop boop connor is intro sound Wait. <laughs> this is where the intro song would play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We don't get a taste of that. I mean. Oh no no! I'm I just gonna like edit that. it in. So. Right right right. Okay okay. Intro and song now. now. Bam. How about that sweet new tune? That sweet new tune. Shout out to Kudo. Made by Kudo, also known as Benjamin O'Donnell. Check him out on Spotify. At Benjamin. Or on Instagram as at Benjamin O'Donnell. Check him out wherever the podcast is because we're on the same platforms. Except for SoundCloud. Except for SoundCloud. That is Kudo with a K-U-D-O. Thanks for the... uh, K-U-D-O. Thanks for the uh, sick, sick beat. That is our new intro, intro music. Yep. All right, so mm-hmm. on to today's topic. Today's discussion. And this is a discussion that we did not want to do alone. We have brought in... Um, An expert in this field. Yeah. Oh, is that what I am? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nintendo. Yeah. Well, uh, the Nintendo expert. Dr. Nintendo. Dr. Himself. Nintendo himself. Oh, I haven't gotten my PhD yet. I'm still working on my dissertation. Uh, he's on oh. the way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry for for being just jumping the gun a little bit. I, I'm i impatient and That's just... Thanks. Anyway, this is, this is Gordon. Hi, I'm Gordon. Connor's brother. Mm-hmm. Making him my cousin. Yes, that's true. Since that's Connor's, how families work. Since Connor is also my cousin, it's crazy hey, stuff. Yeah, I know. I think no. we have been over this. This is a really complex concept. Can we go more into how cousins and, and brothers work? 
All right, now picture, picture your your um your genome. Oh, this is really in depth. And if your genome has the same spelling, like just Google genome. What's my genome? And if oh, right now. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So whoever's yeah, listening, please. Google genome. Genome. And let's see how everyone spells it. Don't don't use the autocorrect. I googled Gino, and it's just taking me to a pizza place. Is this right? Oh, I I typed oh, capital G hyphen gnome, and I just got images of a G shaped gnome. So that sounds right. Yeah, and and I I typed in G G N O R M. G norm, GG oh, norm, GG norm. Where'd that take you? I'm getting some weird. I'm getting some brain scans. Um, there's a gorilla, and then it looks like a game, a game of auto chess. But I don't know what platform. Probably <clears throat> Walkman. It's definitely Bone Walkman. It's it's the only uh-huh. only available game on the Walkman though. That's that's true. Circa eighteen seventy six. Is this uh, provider? Hmm. Walkman. Walkman. How old is that provider? Old. How old is it in comparison to some other Nintendo companies? Wait. <laughs> I didn't say that right. I was gonna say game companies. Walkman's not a. It's a Walkman. It it plays cassettes. Oh, walking man. Well, Sony. It is made by Sony. It is made by Sony. Sony doesn't make the PlayStation. Draw on here. This was actually the so, first PlayStation. So you, the Walkman. So your so your knees walk man to the next topic. To the good Nintendo. old Nintendo. Nine Nintendo. Wow, we had a segue up, and then you just went with a completely different segue. You segued my segue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an inventor. So we're talking about Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nintendo. Hey, they're all right. They are all right. I think out of Microsoft, the PS4, the Xbox, and Nintendo, I think the, it's clearly it's it's obvious that Nintendo's the best gaming company out of those three. I'm certainly a fan of that one. I would I would rate it the highest of the three. As would I. I I just think I just think that. Oh fuck. And we're back. And that's what happens when you have college Wi-Fi, baby. Nice. <laughs> college oh, you, Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. You don't have a landline? No, they don't provide it. Wait, you don't even have... Do you have a port in your room with a landline? No, there's no... Like, like, I, I brought an Ethernet cable, and there was yeah. nothing to plug it into. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're not, oh, not going to provide a LAN, you know, at least have the Wi-Fi be good, right? Come on. Mm. My Wi-Fi is pretty good. I haven't had any troubles. Yeah, me neither. 
I've been downloading. <laughs> what? Oh shoot! That reminds me. I downloaded. No, I guess it's okay. games. Nintendo. I was about to. I was about to download Nintendo's newest release because they released a game today. Okay, tell us. Tell us about it. Um, it's Dragon Quest Eleven. It's not a new release, but it is a remake of an old of a game that was released last year, I think. Uh-huh. I haven't played the full game, but I played the demo in the eShop. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. I am a fan of the Dragon Quest series, at least some of them. Yeah, so I was watching the latest Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. and if my memory serves, is this the, the game that you can play in either new graphics or the like old graphics? That is correct. They remastered the game and included a mode where you can switch to old school Dragon Quest graphics, yes. I wish the Pokemon games did that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Sprite graphics would be awesome. Um, I really like the sprite graphics a lot better than the newer Pokemon models. I, I definitely can agree with that. But mm-hmm. as you brought up with the remake of Dragon Quest, the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch has been receiving a lot of ports, not only from just a bunch of like indie Steam games. So I know it just recently got Castle Crashers on it. It's got, yeah. it's just got a Undertale. lot of ports, Undertale. But it's also got a lot of support from these big, third-party companies like ubisoft and ea uh, I don't know, ea is not good but ea <laughs> and and just a lot of these other companies that have been releasing i know wolfenstein 2 and just a lot of well, big, yeah. big name games have been getting released on the switch and i think that's awesome because that's definitely something the wii u did not have mm-hmm. the wii u yes the, the only switch thing, is definitely the only thing the wii u had going for it were its first party games that nintendo would make themselves yeah. Other than that, huh. it was not very impressive. Well, like it's until now, it's always been for the Nintendo. It's always been first party games until yeah. mm-hmm. the Switch, I would say. Mm-hmm. And and I think they definitely they, just, they just have the way focused they on the field. The Switch a whole lot better than I think previous consoles. When when they originally advertised the Wii U, a lot of people thought the gamepad was just an add-on to the Wii. That is actually what I thought too and I've watched like every E3 since like as far back as I can remember and the only thing I remember is, is I saw the Wii U I'm pretty sure I, I understood it at the time but then I went back later to like think about buying one and I was like oh wait this is just like a pad that I add on to my Wii right if I don't need this for any new games I'm not going to get it mm-hmm. and then I like went on my life with with my life for like several years until the new Smash, until Smash Four came out, and then realized that I needed to get a Wii U to get to play yeah. Smash Four. Mm-hmm. They just were, it was so poorly done. Yeah. The whole, well, how, have you ever seen the the Wii when they advertised it was like Wii Band or whatever the the band uh, game they came out with for the Wii Wii Music. Yeah, we music. And they they did a display, like a live display, when everyone would do. God, that's the I, I remember that. Oh it's my the goodness! Most mis- like it's so bad. It is extremely cringeworthy. If you go, if you go watch it on YouTube, it's so so like you can't get through it without cringing for all it, of them. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just look up the the Wii U music uh, presentation, and you should find it. It's. I think it's like Miyamoto on the stage with yeah, a few other people. Yeah, he's playing like the the clarinet. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> he, he, he really gets into it. He's bobbing his head. Yeah. 
I mean, Miyamoto's a very enthusiastic guy in the first place. Like he's he wants to promote his product too, so he's he's always been kind of a sales salesman kind of guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's still super cringy, even with him trying his best up there. I, I think mm-hmm. the way Nintendo has gone with their advertising and showing off new games with the whole direct is a lot. It's a lot better. It's a lot smoother. I agree. And you you've kind of mm-hmm. seen Xbox and PlayStation, Microsoft, and Sony have tried this, and I watched a little bit of a Sony do a direct and it was it what doesn't even come close to how nintendo has it nintendo you're has talking about the, sorry you're talking about the recent one yeah the, just the directs in general when nintendo does it it's smooth the the way they lay out how they show their content it's it's very pleasurable to watch while yeah. sony when they did it they, they tried to do that and it they just couldn't do it, it you're was, talking like the sony one you're talking about the one that came out like a couple of days ago right uh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I'm talking the one beforehand. Oh, okay. But yeah, it, Nintendo has definitely done a lot better with just advertising. Well, yeah, they used to do the on-stage performances of E3 like everybody else, but I have been far, far more uh, interested in what they have ever since they went to the direct format when they were just pre-recording a list of trailers with some stuff in between. And I think it's if a lot you... more professional. Oh, I agree. And it's... There's always like a, when people get up on stage at those things, there's always like a weird pauses where they think the audience is going to react and mm-hmm. stuff. And that stuff doesn't happen in the recordings because there is no audience, right? Well, the audience is huge, but it's not present. Yeah, so you can never not get really lie. embarrassed by trying to tell a joke and it just being a really bad joke. Yeah, you can't ask the audience if they all have phones and then get booed. Mm. Blizzard. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what happened when they announced the Diablo game coming out on the phone. Yes, Diablo Mobile. Diablo. When they announced that, everyone booed them, and it was really funny. They were heavily booed, I believe, yes. And they were expecting a blow on the phone. Yes, this is new. It's not out yet. Well, yeah, it's still in development, so it's not out. But they announced it at BlizzCon, and... This is kind of getting off the rails a little bit, but BlizzCon is an event that only Blizzard fans go to, right? Mm-hmm. And they're announcing a mobile game that's supposed to be for everybody mm. instead of their core audience, like at the expense of their core audience. Like their team that was working on Diablo stuff is now working on this mobile game that's going to be you know, like full of microtransactions and, you know, how mobile games are. And everybody there was upset about it, obviously, mm-hmm. because they just want more regular Diablo. Right. Now speaking of the mobile games, I, I did want to talk about the Nintendo mobile games. Not not the okay. Pokemon ones, because those are in their own category made by the Pokemon company. So You're talking that. about iOS but, and Android. iOS and Android, the Nintendo app, yes. which would include, and this is in the order of them being released, Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Heroes, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, Dragolia Lost, <laughs> Dr. Mario World, and then just recently, about two days ago, Mario Kart Tour. Oh, she was left off several. <laughs> is that, is that, aren't those the main games that Nintendo has released? I think there were, well, I mean, there were others. You left off the absolute best one, Magikarp Splash. Hello. Well, that, those are all part of um, the Poke. If you look up on the App Store, you would find those under the publisher Pokemon Company, while all these games were under the publisher Nintendo Inc. Ah, I got you. Okay, and, so you weren't including the Pokemon publisher. Yeah, not, not the Pokemon, right. so like, not, none of those. Now, mm-hmm. when P- Super Mario Run first came out, I was very excited. 
I I actually enjoyed the game quite a bit. I think I, I think Super Mario Run was very very well done. Mm-hmm. And then just over time, the Nintendo apps being released have just gotten worse and worse. You think so? Yeah, I I downloaded Mario Kart Tour, which like I said came out about two days ago. Yes, I'm aware. I am actually playing it right now. Oh, wow. I've been seeing a lot of people play it. I haven't played it yet, though. And I just feel like it's... it's, And and they have really gotten into the microtransactions and, oh, buy this pack, especially with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Yep. I know that was huge. I played that one at length at the beginning, and it is... A lot of... Our parents... Our parents still play that game. I know. Really? Yeah, they still play it. Well, at least mom does. Um, yeah, uh, Mark has been playing more of the Pokemon Go, I've noticed. He's been sending yes. gifts on the regular. Yeah, he is they are both Pokemon Goers. And so what, what I'm trying to ask is what do you think Nintendo can do to kind of come back from just the recent just poor reception of all their apps? Well, I have a lot of opinions about this. I was thinking they could come out with a core Pokemon game. Sell it for $10 like they did with Super Mario Run because to, to buy the full game of Super Mario Run, it was 10 bucks. So come out with a core Pokemon game for 10 bucks. Give it old school graphics. I think that would do really well. <clears throat> because, I, and it was really funny, the other day I was thinking about all the Nintendo apps and the one thing I thought was, Man, I really wish they had an Animal Crossing game. And then it, I, I realized, they, oh, wait, they, they do. do. It's just <laughs> really bad. And so I'm just wondering what what would they... And Dr. Mario, that came out maybe two months ago. And I, I haven't heard anybody talk about Dr. Mario. There's a Dr. Mario mobile game? I didn't even know about this. Exactly. What do, you, do you diagnose? Like, <laughs> yes, you actually... It's like Pokemon Go, and you walk up to people, and what? it scans them, and it tells you what disease they got. It's that, like, the original Dr. Mario was like a Tetris-style yeah, game, no, that, Like, what's going on? That's what it is. It, it's, I asked something like Bejeweled or something. It's like Bejeweled? It's like Candy Crush, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. it's not Well, here's, here's a question I have for you, Paul. I got a question. All right. Do you play mobile games that are not Nintendo? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, mm-hmm. there has been a rise in mobile games. I would say there are. So if you if you look at the gaming community as a whole, like there are a lot of people who would not consider themselves gamers, but they still play mobile games, and yes. they just realize mm-hmm. that that is a part of the gaming culture. Right, right. And and what's been- but there's definitely the other thing is a lot of a lot of people who were gamers before mobile games came along. I feel like a lot of them don't consider mobile gaming as part of the gaming culture, mm-hmm. and won't consider it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's mm-hmm. what's been really like changing a lot in, in the mobile gaming? Obviously, there have been game companies like Asus and Razer who have made gaming phones aimed mm-hmm. at gamers, and also Apple and Google just released services which are they're either $5 or $10 a month, where they let you play games for free. And I know mm-hmm. Apple, for their Apple I Arcade, don't think it's free. Well, I think for Apple Arcade, they provide you with 100 games to play okay. every month. I know if you're talking about Stadia for Google. No, 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 not Stadia. Stadia oh. is like Google's own like gaming system through stream. Google just came out with like Google Play Plus or something, where gotcha. you can play mm-hmm. Google Apps for like $5 a month. 
So obviously mm-hmm. there's a market for mobile gaming. Oh yeah. And I just I, I really haven't been impressed with what Nintendo's been putting out. I think the Pokemon ones have been good. What games do you play other that aren't Nintendo brand? So I I have played the Clash Royale games, Clash Royale, okay. Clash of Clans. I also just play a lot of board games ported to the phone. Mm-hmm. So I've played Exploding Kittens. I've played The Oregon Trail. I've played Catan. Just a lot of ports. And then I have played mm-hmm. some games made specifically for the phone. I've I've played this game called Kingdom Rush, which is a Bloons Tower defense type of... Not Bloons... I played Bloons Tower defense, but this is also another defense type of game. So I, I've, I've played my fair share of apps... I also like this game called Alto's Adventure, which is just a really chill game where you're just skiing down a hill and you just tap mm-hmm. to jump over stuff. Okay. So I, you I've, ha- I've had my hand out in the in the gaming community, I guess, via mobile yeah. for some time. Gordon, well, do you have I, any, any mobile games that you've played? The only ones, really the only ones I've played are the Nintendo ones. Oh, not, but not all. I play Hearthstone Mobile. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say that is my main um, use of mobile gaming would be Hearthstone. Yep. I play that on the desktop usually, but yeah. Hearthstone is a very good as a mobile game, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they did um, a really good job with that. That's true. Well, okay, so here's what I have to say about Nintendo's mobile games. They just rely on the IP, you know? Yeah. They're, they don't need to be mechanically good because, you know, Pikachu, you slap Pikachu on something or you slap Mario on something and it sells no matter what. Mm-hmm. And this is like, this means that the developer can just be, like, a lot of times Nintendo outsources these mobile games to other companies and the developer knows that they, hey, we're, you know, splitting all the revenue with the Nintendo for this, so let's just phone it in and put Nintendo's face on it and let that sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. I, I'm just hoping maybe in the future we can get some... some cool, what what game would you want to see on, on mobile? On, the, on mobile? May, mm-hmm. From a character you haven't seen yet, so not a Mario or pokemon or mm. fire emblem well they definitely already hit the one that i wanted most which was pokemon go mm-hmm. yeah like obviously that hit a huge huge group that really wanted that exact thing mm-hmm. and it has gotten quite a bit better over time it was i i mean i'm of the opinion that it was very good at the beginning too but some people are not i just don't think the company was prepared for how many people were actually going to play it and oh that's I, true and i, I personally think did the not... only problem with it was just the amount of people on the server issues where they couldn't support yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, the game when it first came out was very good. So, like I said, they already hit my most desired one pretty well. Um, other than that, I don't know. It's hard to say because when I think of a mobile game, I think of something that I would want to play when I'm, you know, out and about. So something I don't need to like focus on too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really good at not focusing on games. I get, I get really like in the zone. <laughs> right. I would say that a big issue for me with mobile games is relying on the internet or like having connectivity. Mm-hmm. And a lot you of- live in Chicago now. 
both both Pokemon Go and Hearthstone, the two games that I play the most, um, both rely on internet. So whenever I'm on the train or the subway, uh, I can't play these games. So you want, yeah, you want a game that can just rely, just be played offline. Yeah, yeah, I'd like an offline game. Because I am pretty sure all the Nintendo games at the moment do require an internet connection, or at least they have an internet. Um, like there, there is elements of the game that have internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like yesterday, I saw someone on the train playing um, Pocket Camp. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still something that's being used. Something that's being well, adapted. a lot of the. Like you, you mentioned playing uh, Hearthstone, where you need to constantly be like the game needs to constantly be pinging the server in order to like play effectively. But something like Pocket Camp, it really just—I don't think it like checks to see if you're online unless you're like going in between the areas. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can go to an area and explore in that area and have it be like contained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't need an internet connection for like the 30 seconds or whatever that you spend walking around the island, but you need it as soon as you travel to a different location. Right. I don't know, though. It's hard to say because mobile games kind of almost rely on that connectivity for like progression purposes. And Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we, talked, we talked a good amount about Nintendo and the apps. Now, how about the best console that Nintendo has created? <laughs> now, this can be a pro- probably a really... And it, it will show with all of us where our favorites are because we all grow up, grew up in different times with, like, right. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So, as clarification, are we talking strictly... Do you, do you want to, like... Um, changes to two categories the home console and the mobile console yeah that's fine then which one does switch fall into i would say i'd say switch is both (laughs) switch is both you can can just rank switch number one on both (laughs) oh it's just switch number one both it's the newest the newest is always the best i would say for me my favorite home console would be the gamecube I think the GameCube has one of the best controllers I've ever held. Oh, yeah. And I also just really enjoy the library of games that the GameCube offered. What's your favorite game on the GameCube? I or really what game... Sorry, I don't, like, I don't like favorite questions. What game would you recommend to somebody to play? So, mm-hmm. I really how, are, how are you going to get somebody to join the GameCube community? Yep. I would introduce them to the first Battle Royale Kirby Air Ride 2. Oh my gosh, that game is oh, amazing. Oh, not too. I won Kirby Air Ride too. I was about to say that. Kirby Air Ride though. It yeah. Is, it is the first Battle Royale. So Fortnite, you got nothing on Kirby Royale. No, that's true. And then I also really liked, I liked the sport games. I liked Super Sluggers. I also liked Mario Baseball. Super, Super Smash Bros. Melee. I think everybody <laughs> can agree with that. Mario Melee Kart. was very, very good. It's probably my second favorite. Mario Kart Double Dash. Actually, I think it's my first favorite. <laughs> Yeah, Melee's very good. I also Melee. enjoyed... That's when I was introduced just to a very relaxing game. I liked both the Harvest Moon games on there, which would be mm-hmm. Harvest Moon and Magical Melty and Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life. Those are both really fun. Mm-hmm. Also, I had a lot of cool skiing games. I, I think it was like 1080, 
1080 Avalanche. 1080 Avalanche. I can't remember the other one. But I just think the GameCube had a lot of a lot going been. for Ooh. it. And also, Bring up relaxing games and you don't even mention the king. Yeah, there is something Animal Crossing. There. there it is. Animal Crossing was on GameCube. Yes, and then it had, it had some no, no, no. M-rated you know, games. Something. Oh. Um, it did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Resident, um, Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 mm. was like one of the biggest Resident Evils in the whole series, and it's on GameCube. It yeah. was exclusive for a long time. <laughs> That's back when Nintendo had a lot of M-rated games. You know what I will say about Animal Crossing? One thing I wanted to bring up in case people didn't know. Originally planned to be on Nintendo 64, and it was on Nintendo 64 in Japan. Yeah, I think you could buy a Nintendo 64 cartridge exported from Japan. And you want to know what else is interesting about that? What? The Nintendo 64 had much less data in their games than the GameCube, obviously, because it was an older system, right? Mm -hmm. You put the Animal Crossing disc in your GameCube, I am told that the entire game can run on the RAM in the GameCube, so you can pop the lid, pull out the disc after it's already loaded, and close the lid empty, and it will still run. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that out, because I have Animal Crossing back at home. Test it out. I will. I need to know. Coming soon, episode 34, Animal Crossing runs on GameCube. Paul troubleshoots his... GameCube. Also, GameCube was the first mobile home console. Please, thank you very much. It had a handle for carrying. It did. They they were. It's like a lunchbox. You can carry it around with you. Yes, is the first mobile home console. But yeah, GameCube was definitely my favorite. And my favorite handheld, I would just have to say the 3DS. I think the 3DS was just and and the amount of games it has on it. You not only can you include all the DS titles since whenever the DS came out, which was, I think, 2004, around then, to 2018. So that's over 10 years of games you can play on it. I, yeah. I, I think... And I think the 3S is just the best portable console, hands down. I think it sold better... No, wait. I think the DS sold the best, but I think 3DS sold extremely well. And it continued to receive game support until about a year ago or something. Yeah. So the 3DS... I believe it still had games released for it until like a year or two ago. And now and, there's transitioning just to strictly. Yes, it's only only Switch now. I I should mention. Which they I, do. I'm, I'm talking about the have... new 3DS, which has the updated 3D, which is a lot better. Because oh, the, 3D, the 3DS, yeah. the regular 3DS, didn't have head tracking, while the new 3DS did, so the 3D wouldn't blur out if you were looking at the screen on an angle. Mm-hmm. Which I think really helped it out. Mm-hmm. All right, back to back to what you were saying, Connie. Um, what I was saying. There's sirens in your uh, background. That Chicago. is life in Chicago. There it is. That is the life that I've chosen to live. Um, so I am interested in the first game that you you could really um say that that like enlightened you what what inspired you what was the reason that you became a gamer well i have an answer to this but you also didn't but you also didn't answer paul's question connor oh i i'm gonna be honest whenever paul said connor what what were you saying and i was like 
Uh, I have no idea what he asked me. He was gonna oh, say was, uh, I didn't well. want to ask. I seem like a fool. I'm what's sorry. your favorite? What's your what's your favorite or what console did you would you recommend the most? I completely forgot that was the topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the Switch. I, I I've enjoyed the Switch the most, and so you you said the controller, the GameCube's nice. I'm like, eh, it's okay. It's a little big for my taste. The pro controller on the Switch is the most the beautiful pro controller. controller. My, the pro controller is bigger than the GameCube controller, Connor. But it's, well, the way it sits the in your hand. controller is just a little cool. Oh, I mean, I agree with you. The pro controller is the best controller I've ever held in my hands. Like, I don't even Out know I'm holding any console. I agree, 100%. I, I, I uh, like, compared to the Xbox um, the, controller... The, yeah, the triggers have joysticks. such a good tactile response. The, yes, oh. yes, the triggers are great, and the joysticks I feel are um, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're not too tall, and <laughs> you can fit your whole thumb on it. I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be unoriginal here and say that I gotta go switch too. I mean, I, I love the classics, and I have a large working document on all my favorite games by, like, generation, but I gotta go. I mean, if you're gonna try out a Nintendo console, you gotta go the most recent one, at least right now. Like, I might not have said that during the, the Wii U. a different era. I mean, I probably wouldn't have even said that during the GameCube era, but not, not to say the GameCube doesn't have good games. It was just, it followed something, mm-hmm. followed the N64. And the N64 was really good. I mean, so many iconic games were on the N64. You can't tell me that you wouldn't recommend Ocarina of Time during the GameCube era. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Ocarina of Time, the original Smash Bros. Mario mm-hmm. 64. Mario 64 was so good. Harvest uh, Banjo, Banjo, Banjo. Kirby, Donkey Kong. The Kirby, I, think that's the best, I think that's one of the best Kirby games on the 64. Um, oh, the Crystal yeah. Shards. Mm-hmm. Crystal yeah. Shards is extremely good. Yeah. No, the one. Like... Also, wasn't Pokemon Snap on the, on the? Yes, it was. Pokemon Snap is awesome. Crystal Shards was definitely a sixty-four. Also, Yoshi's Story. Yeah. I yes. The, yes, the Crystal Shards. You're right. I I apologize. That one was so good. I know. It was the multiplayer in it was really good. Yep. Um. Yeah. I, I am a fan. Now, I, I, I will say like, that the Crystal Shards multiplayer does not hold a candle to the Air Ride multiplayer. Air Ride yes. is on another level. I, oh, I don't yeah. know why Nintendo hasn't remade that for the Switch yet, because mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Connor, back to the question you asked before we forgot the previous question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about what game got us introduced into gaming and... Yeah, sparked our interest. For me, should okay. I, uh, d- d- yeah, I'll, I'll go first. For me, I think it would have to be Pokemon. Which Pokemon? one? Pokemon. It would have been yeah. on the Game Boy, so probably Leaf Green. Oh. On the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. Game Boy yes. Advance. Okay, because the Game Boy ones are red, blue, yellow. Yep. Gold, I, silver. I think. I think that would have been one of the first games I would have played. Now, I might not have known what was going on, but I played it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, 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 my first my first game was also, like, my first game that I, I got into, like, individually 
was on the Game Boy, and it was the Namco Museum. Oh, yeah. So that would have had like, Pac-Man and just a bunch of the arcade games? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, a bunch of... A bunch of um, what was that digging one? Dig Dug. Yeah. Arcade games are fun. Oh man. I love arcade games. I have a bunch of them downloaded on my 3ds. Yeah, give me some Frogger. Mm. Honestly, I'll be oh, up for hours. I. My answer to that question is without a doubt, Donkey Kong Country. Mm. That's a good one to start with. Yep, it is one of the best games ever. <laughs> well, okay. uh, definitely one of the best ones on the Super Nintendo. I'd say top five. So, yeah. what what do you think um, were like the big advantages to that game? Like, what what about it gave you um, Donkey Kong Country? Yeah. What 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 was the positive impact that that they had? I feel like okay, so it was extremely complete. Mm-hmm. In that I say that there was no element of that game that I think was slacked off on. Like the backgrounds were amazingly drawn. The music was absolutely astonishingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, the mechanics were tight, easy to control. There were no like weird gimmicks that you had to get used to. Mm-hmm. And it was still complex enough that it was like you you could get really good at it. You know, you could get good enough to like speedrun levels and stuff like that. And and there was a collection aspect to it, but it didn't get in the way of the platforming. You could just play through the game, not know about collecting all the stuff, and just beat the game normally Mm -hmm. and have a good time and go about your way. Or you could find every secret in every level, and some of them were really well hidden, and some of them were more obvious. And there were like these bonus levels that you could go to, and there were these cheat codes you could hit or you found, and you could hit in the title screen. It would take you to like practice rounds of like the bonus levels. It's <laughs> always good when you can find a game that can either be played super casual and just have a super fun time, or if mm-hmm. you do dig deep, like you said with Donkey Kong Country, you can find all these different mm-hmm. things. And it, it's great when you can have a game that's hardcore but also casual. And another thing that cemented that game in my memory as something that I remember and like that inspired, like influenced my love of gaming is that my parents got me a behind the scenes VHS of the developers of that game. Really? At Rare Studios, right? So it was wow. just like interviews with all of the Rare people, so like while they're designing the game. Thing. And, like, they're just, like, eating bananas as, like, a joke while they're, like, talking in these interviews and stuff. It was... I watched that VHS, like, dozens of times. Now, this game, it had sequels, correct? Yes, uh, two sequels on the Super Nintendo. Right, and one of them, was it, like, Diddy Kong and... So, what happens in the first game is that King K. Rool kidnaps all of the bananas... <laughs> Okay. He just takes a big pile of bananas from Donkey Kong, and that's the story, right? He, oh. Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong team up to get him back. Okay. And then in the second game, King K. Rool kidnaps Donkey Kong, and then Diddy right. Kong and his cousin, I think cousin, Dixie Kong, go yes. and get Donkey Kong back. And then in the third game, oh, wow, these are big spoilers, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, King K. Rool now, wait, no, in the second game, he refers to himself as Captain K. Rool. Mm-hmm. And in the third game, 
I uh, can't remember what he calls himself. It's another another like case of his name, but he's like trying to be a scientist, so I, I can't remember. He's like this, right. and the, he kidnaps both Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong that time because he thinks that you know. I guess Dixie can't stand up for herself, but then Dixie goes and finds another cousin who's a baby, and they get him back. Now, the second installment. Yes. It is widely referred to as the best one. That is the game that our brother Dylan and I played co-op. Yeah. And that that is like the first introduction that I had to collaborative play. Really? Yes, and I loved it. I I my favorite form of gaming is that communal atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's what Nintendo tries to do, really, and that's how they do it. Nintendo, I'm pretty sure, was one. I think it was the first company to introduce multiplaying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like just down the line, some of, like my favorite games have always been ones that I can play with other people. Yeah, um, the, N- the N64. Uh, on uh, Super Smash Bros, like Jay and I would play that a lot, um, and then just other Nintendo more and more installments, like uh, in on the GameCube. Um, oh, I'm seeing it. Oh, I'm seeing your little notes here. You've got some GameCube hits. Crystal Chronicles. Crystal mm. Chronicles. That was a GameCube exclusive. Yes. Yeah, so- Third-party GameCube exclusive and highly collaborative and extremely good. And they're coming out. A remake of it. Mm-hmm. I, Switch, I am. I I feel that that game will be what what puts me onto that online Nintendo subscription. Just so yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're totally gonna play together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo I, has always done a good job at having people connect and play together. I remember mm-hmm. it was one of the stupidest things I would do with all my friends, but when we all had DS lights, we would all get on PictoChat. And just send stupid <laughs> messages to each other, and we would do mm-hmm. it for hours. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo, they did it in a simple way: no Xbox Live, no play. Well, now they have a service, but we'll- yeah, we can talk about that too. We'll talk about that later. Um, but Nintendo, it was the simplest way to connect. You just join a room, you're in. Or if you're playing Mario Kart online with people, join a room, you're in. And they just and made it super not even simple. Having that, that local wireless yeah, connection, they just made it super simple and accessible, and I, they've just done a really good job at doing that i think mm-hmm. now speaking of nintendo online oh boy i think i'm happy that it's not 60 bucks like the playstation and xbox live they they only ask for 20 dollars a year okay i also think it is really cool that they do have they offer and xbox and playstation do this as well where they offer you the availability to play old games but it just happens to be that Nintendo retro games are a lot better than Xbox and PlayStation retro games. So they have an app you can download once you get the live subscription on Nintendo, which gives you availability to not only a bunch of NES games, but now they're giving you availability to a lot of SNES games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really smart of them to do. And the other thing that they did between the Wii U and Switch, which was a very just successful thing that they did were the classic consoles they came out with the snes classic and the nes classic mm-hmm. i bought those boxes. yeah playstation did that too playstation did it but they did it very poorly a lot of people didn't like <laughs> playstation did it as if 
I, just the I think the program they used was just very unprofessional. It wasn't clean the way Nintendo did it. So Nintendo did a great job at releasing those classic consoles. I would really want a N64 classic. Don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But I think releasing those classics in between the Wii U and the Switch was extremely smart, not only to get the hype up again for Nintendo, but to be like, hey, we can make good consoles too. Don't worry. Wii U, just forget about that. We're, we're something, <laughs> something good's on the way. Well, yeah, the marketing of the Switch was just astronomically better than the Wii U. It was insane. Well, not even those games notwithstanding, it was still so much better. There were still there were good games on the Wii U. Oh, okay. oh yeah, there were plenty of good games on the Wii U. Oh, Obviously, I agree. Smash, that was great. Um, mm-hmm. Why can't I, the the Wind Waker remake? <laughs> <laughs> well, there were great games on the Wii U. Why can't I think of any of them? Well done. They're not coming to me. Well, okay, one game that I had played a lot. I played it with um, my oh. friends in college. Was Pokemon mm-hmm. Tournament. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Tournament. And I think a good they. It was so well executed with the handheld screen because then you both had that first person pers- uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. If that that doesn't happen, like if you were to play Pokemon on um, the Switch and you're playing on the same console, there's going to be um, it's going to be one sided. Yeah. During the uh, during one of the combat phases, um, that having the three dimensional um, conflict um, combat phase and I feel like that, like, the Wii U, that's, like, it was whack. Absolutely whack what they were doing. They definitely did it really well with, like, the one player with the handheld screen and the other player gets the TV screen. That was extremely well executed, I agree. So I do, I, I have thought of some other games. There was Have you? Um, I, I have. do know the best game was that was on the Wii U. Mario Kart 8. Uh-huh. There was mm. uh, Mario 3D World. They also had Super Mario Maker. And Super Mario That one was extremely good. Super I would Mario put Super Maker Mario Maker. Game. Super Mario Maker, I would say, was the second best game in the Wii. And then uh, they also had Splatoon. There it is. There's number one. Splatoon mm. was the first Splatoon was on the Wii U. And that Splatoon. That one was I I only played it a couple times. I never actually bought it, but when I did play it, it was a lot of fun. If we're talking about new ideas that was put on the Wii U, it was got to be Splatoon and Mario Maker were the best original ideas, I would say. Yeah. And well, and Splatoon for sure. Like, it was such... It's a shooter, which Nintendo doesn't do a lot of, but oh my gosh, was they, it good. They executed it very well. It was Not extreme- only make it child-friendly, and- but make it competitive. Yes, it's extremely competitive, and it's really fast-paced, and it's just everything everything you want a shooter to be, except for, like, everybody wants gore in their shooters, but there's no gore in Splatoon, obviously. You just paint falling I mean, things, basically. just imagine the paint as blood? Yeah, well, they can just play on the red team always. Actually, I think they avoid red. No, they don't. They have red versus green, I think, is some of the colors in there. Mm-hmm. But I've played the Switch version quite a bit, and it is... Nice, yeah. and it's got really nice um, motion assist with your targeting, which like that I cannot cool. play. I cannot play shooters with a, a control stick. I am absolute garbage at them. I'm terrible. 
terrible at using that control stick when I'm using shooters, but the motion assist they have in Splatoon 2 and Switch, they really nailed that. It helps so much, and I would want to see more games, especially, like, I, I wish... I don't think they do it because I've played The Last of Us Remastered on PS4 recently. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any sort of motion assist they're aiming. Yeah. Um... And I know the controller's capable of it. It's not like they don't have the capability because the controller has motion, has very accurate motion detection. Yeah, so you're kind of speaking, I guess, in the terms of shooters. Do you think Nintendo should try to get more M-rated titles to try to, to, try to please the older audience? Because obviously a lot of their fans are over 20 people who've just grown up with Nintendo. over 30 over 30 yeah um, i think they hey, what's up i think the average uh um age for video for gamers is you know that that first generation of gamers mm-hmm. 31 years old yeah so do you did think- you just suck that up yeah <laughs> <laughs> so do you think they should try to get more M-rated titles on the Switch? Um, Do you think it would help the Switch out? I'm torn. I don't know if it would help the Switch. I think, you know what, I think it would. I think it would help them out in some sense. Now, obviously, those games wouldn't be as good as they would be on PlayStation or Xbox, but I think it would be a nice option to be... Well, not necessarily. The game can be M-rated for reasons other than graphic gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This content, but like you know, I don't want to see like a like a Grand Theft Auto game on the Switch. Yeah, I, I but uh, why not? Like, why does that matter if you don't buy it? I I just think that you know, ever since Nintendo has had this family f- friendly reputation, um, and there has been like in the past, there's been a lot of controversy, like the formation of the uh, ESRB rating system. That was like really. Um, that was a big topic just in Congress, like um, at the national government level kind of like stepped in and forced the gaming companies to have a rating system so that like games like Mortal Kombat like is not being recommended for kids under a certain age. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like Nintendo has always had more of a, of a, family friendly reputation now maybe like that's not to say that say they do have one of these m-rated games but like maybe they're just not as not as much um marketed that way so let's say like for grand theft auto if they were to have like an exclusively grand theft auto like commercial or advertising campaign they may list nintendo as one of the available consoles but i don't see nintendo going out there and making an advertisement for the switch and be like hey we also have grand theft auto right well okay but wolfenstein is a first person shooter that has nazis and people tripping on acid Mm. that's true so it's on the switch (laughs) (laughs) How is that? And I would say, content-wise, that's even more heavy-hitting than Grand Theft Auto in some ways. Well, but well, what Nazis is kind of the—that's the limit. That's that is, <laughs> once you once you bring Nazis. That's in, the universal bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would be 
but I don't know. Is like, is I, there prostitution in that game? Like, is there is <laughs> blatant misogyny in that game? Is prostitution worse than being a Nazi? That's a good topic for Opinion Central. <laughs> well, Next episode, prostitution versus <laughs> Nazism. Which one is worse? I have a definite opinion on which one's worse. I don't need to go into it now, though. We'll save that for later. Put it yeah. Like um, but yeah, I, I just would, I, would... I just don't think that it encourages Nazi behavior today. Well, Grand Theft Auto kind of exposes you to <laughs> yes, a rugged uh, life that is. Pretty sure there are characters in there that are white supremacists, which is like Nazi light. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've only played. Um, I've I've played that game quite sparingly. Ah, I have not even touched it. There you go. Yeah. You and EA games. I don't think that adding M-rated games to the Switch's library would harm their sales. I, I it is it possible. Happen. It is possible that some families wouldn't get their kids a Switch if there was a chance that they could accidentally download an M-rated game. But I certainly don't think those numbers would outnumber the people who would want to play something like Grand Theft Auto while on an airplane. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think it would. I don't think it would harm it, like you said. And I think if it did anything, it would help them out and just offer a larger library for anyone who wants to play games on the Switch. Now I will say this: Assassin's Creed is that is that on the Switch? It's coming on the Switch, yes, and it's M-rated. Yes. Um, Well, another thing is that I think the margin of people that would be willing to sacrifice the graphics and frame rate of having like a power console like the PS4 mm-hmm. for portability. I feel like for the M-rated games, a lot of times those people wouldn't be willing to sacrifice that. Like yeah, I know it, a it lot would be of people. People would buy the Switch for the Switch games like Mario, Zelda, and all those. And then if they did want to play an M-rated game, it'd be nice to have it on the Switch so they wouldn't have to get an Xbox or a PlayStation. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it'd be like a nice secondary game. Oh, they have it. I can at least get it and play it. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo is always, even if someone's not into Nintendo games, I would say it's still, it's always the best second console to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, now, if you have a PS4, there's no reason to get an Xbox, right? Exactly. Well, there, there, there could be. I mean, I'm sure I offended at least somebody. <laughs> yes. Hey, but, like, if you got a PS4, like, the obvious second choice for consoles got to be Nintendo. They got the best exclusives that you don't have access to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of just the console itself, they did <clears> just <throat> release the Nintendo Switch Lite, which is $100 cheaper. It is, I can't remember how, it's, it's, it's significantly smaller than the regular Switch. Also, the Joy-Cons cannot detach. It cannot be docked. Mm-hmm. It is solely a handheld console. Mm-hmm. Now, you can yeah. connect other Joy-Cons to it if you want to do a multiplayer type of thing. But Joy-Cons cannot detach from the console. It does come in some full colors. I think there's like a blue and a yellow. They're doing a Pokemon Sword and Shield edition. What, yep, I remember saying that. I, I think, and, and I think this is a really good thing for them to do because it then does get all those people who are like, oh, I want the 2DS for my child because... It's cheaper, and I don't want them to break this. And the same goes for the Nintendo Switch Lite. I've heard that it's a little bit sturdier, made of a sturdier, you know, prod <sighs> material. Maybe on the outside. It, yeah, mm-hmm. on the outside. And then, so, go ahead. I've got an issue with this, and it's Joy-Con drift. Now, I haven't experienced this problem, but I talked to somebody who has. And I've seen it on places like the Reddit, 
mm-hmm. pretty frequently. And I guess the Joy-Cons have are made of like fair like are not really expensively connected on the inside. Like the connections on the on the inside are kind of cheap. And this is on the light. Mm-hmm. And this is on the regular Switch. And then they by some reports they didn't fix that problem on the light and the problem especially with the light is that you can't detach these joy cons which potentially can break very easily Hmm. especially if you're giving this to a kid who's got like greasy dorito fingers every day like come on they've got it around the room and they're just dropping it everywhere they got snot on their hands and on their face and then their fingers they've got Cheetos and mac and cheese and other viscous chemicals. Like, they're going to get those in the Joy-Cons. Like, I had... A friend of mine brought kids over the other day, and there were grease stains on my controllers for weeks. Wow. And, like, I don't want that stuff getting inside my electronics. If, like, Mm. especially in the light, if you're giving this to a kid, they're going to break it. They're going to break it right away. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. Does this also affect, like, I remember when Super Smash first came out, there was, like, this lag, a noticeable lag um, when you were using the Joy-Con. Oh, I think that's just a software issue. Okay. I think so. Okay, so... Not not a hardware, a software. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, what can you do? They'll update it, and they did. Yeah, they did. So, then what would your thoughts be on a Switch Premium or Switch Plus, which would be like a larger screen, maybe instead of 1080, you have 1440. As long as better back there are no, as long as it doesn't have exclusives, I'm fine with it because I don't want to buy another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would have the same library as both current models. Yeah, but well, I mean, they did that for the DS. There's exclusives for the new DS. Yeah, I do know that. Right. That's right. The 3DS, I mean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's something that Nintendo is notorious for doing because they just want to suck. Wait, you mean notorious? Didn't they only do it once? No, no. What I what I mean is like having uh, console exclusives. Oh, uh, well, they switch switch the disc or whatever for each different console or system. Mm-hmm. Where with Xbox and Sony, I know a lot of. I, I'm pretty sure PS4 and Xbox One can play 360 or PS3 games. Wow. Well, okay, no, but this, no, the Wii U can play three generations of games. So you're telling Wii U me you can play GameCube and Switch. Oh, the Wii U can play GameCube games. Maybe I'm wrong. I can stick in a GameCube disc into my my Switch port. <laughs> yeah, just cram it in there. Yeah, just okay. So break it in half. Then break it in half again, and then just break jam that in. What am I, what if I'm breaking it in half? The, the disc, obviously. Hey, that's why I really liked the DS Lite, because you could play DS games and Game Boy games. Okay, so Connor, what do you mean by Switch the Nintendo's notorious for exclusives? Um, what I meant is like like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. That was only <laughs> a handheld game. Uh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, like, and you then, wanted the Mystery Dungeon series to be on home consoles. Yeah, why don't they make it cross-platform? Well, okay. Well, okay. Not so the Pokemon, the whole Pokemon license is a whole other animal. I could talk that about that is, for days. That is something that is oh, so frustrating. Well, it is. How about instead of talking about that issue... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, since you kind of mentioned how you want like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon on the 
Switch. How about some other games you'd want on the Switch? Whether it be okay, a, a I, remake. I can't say I want that on the Switch. That would not be my top priority. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> but but um, th this is a segue. Just go with it, all right? Just go with it, Connor. I'm hopping on that good so, old to like to wield scooter. Let's go. All right, we're segueing. I think all scooters have two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> like the regular ones. Yeah, I don't know. Um, scooter they're three wheeled. They're three wheeled scooters. Uh, I guess you're right. Anyway. <laughs> So I'm just for, breaking this up. For me personally, I already stated I want Kirby Air Ride 2. I'd also want a Super Mario Sunshine 2. Oh. I would want a Pokemon Snap 2, just because I like the first Pokemon Snap was awesome. And then I want a new Pokemon Stadium. It's a big list. <laughs> those are those are my four. Well, it's a short list, but they're big hitters. They are. Hmm. Alright, my number one. My number one is and always will be a new IP. IP? Intellectual property. Like something new. Like for the Wii U, Splatoon was a new IP, right? Yeah. And for the GameCube, Pikmin was a new IP. Ooh. Yeah, Pikmin was amazing. Yeah. Pikmin was very good. What about Pikmin 3? I never heard anything too much about it. I haven't played it. That was one. exclusively on the Wii U, by the way. Another one. I think they are remaking... One, two, three for Switch. Okay, that's really cool. I might need. Am to... I? That might just be a rumor. Don't, don't, uh, don't take my word on that. <laughs> it's also there's a rumor that they're remaking Metroid Prime One, Two, Three on Switch, which Metroid Prime was also an amazing GameCube game. Hello. Metroid was very Prime. good. Metroid Prime was incredible. The fourth mm -hmm. one's still in development. I would play Metroid Prime on the Switch to completion, the original. Hmm. We got the per perfectionist over here. Oh How, yeah, that you know that makes me think Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four is incredible. That is a game where, if they remade it, no, I don't think it needs remade. No, I don't think it does either. Um, I'm just like Paul, like polishing. I mean, no, the graphics are good. No, um, yeah, they're perfect. The, the gameplay, I think, is. Um, it, it allows for some flexibility. In and it's the only 3D platformer from that era that has a good camera. Yeah. They true. spent so long developing that camera. They spent... It was ridiculous. Like, if you go back in interviews back then, they spent a huge amount of time developing camera mechanics that weren't absolute shit. Sorry, can I curse on here? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh wee wee um but no they spent so long developing and like you think about it and at first it's like why why bother like camera camera mechanics aren't something that you really think of right they're something that just are in games something that has just existed ever since 3d games basically and that's just something that if they're bad is the only time you notice them because you never notice if they're good. But the thing is, back in the GameCube era, or sorry, the Nintendo 64 era, like all the 3D games had horrible cameras. Like even one of my favorites, and I love this game to death, Banjo-Kazooie, is camera can be very frustrating at times, but Mario 64 did really good with it. And they kind of give it a little nod at the beginning when it's like 
the game starts with like Lakito and his little cloud, and he's got the camera at the end of his little fishing line, and then you start the game, and then it never comes up again, basically. Mm-hmm. But the camera's so good in that yeah, game. What they, it's what so they did much with better. That game it, like, in that time when it came out was very. It was on another level. Yes, all the other mechanics are fantastic too. Yeah, just overall, that game would I would put it in a category of a perfect game. So there is something that I want to talk about when it comes to Mario games. Got and that is the the um, the collector's um, drive to complete. So that that game, like collecting all of the stars, seems to me. That is something that is almost like, like, comparable to beating the game. Yeah. So, like, you beat the game when you beat Bowser, but you also beat the game when you collect all the stars. That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And I remember when I first played Mario Odyssey. I played it at your house actually, and I like was complete with the level, or like I was almost done with the level, and you're like, "Aren't, aren't you gonna find the stars?" And I was like. Oh no! The moons. Excuse me. The moons. Yeah, the moons. There we go. Um, and I was just like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> this is something that one I didn't even think of, and now that I know about it, it feels like I'm just gonna be tormented if I can't find them. There's a lot of moons in that game. <laughs> right. Right. And There's so many. It's it kind of goes this... the same with uh, Breath of the Wild with the shrines. <laughs> God. There's like so, 140 shrines. You know what there are 900 of? Those up uh, uh, the coke, the the seeds. Yeah, the kokori. If kids. you ever get all 900 of those, Nintendo should send you some money or something because that's insane. Uh, no. <laughs> Gorn's like, I'm at 899 right now. I'm good. I'm currently at 897. I am having such like a hard time finding the shrines. Because I have in, in Breath of the Wild, because I've found maybe twenty five percent of them. Do you turn off the radio, the radar? No, I don't. Only twenty five percent. Only twenty five percent. Oh, Connor. I'm on. I have so I have a full stamina, three circle stamina, and that's I have, absolutely the right move. Yes. And I have. I'm onto the second row of hearts. Okay. Well, that's way more than twenty five total shrines. I um. Maybe. I've never been much of a complete, like, perfectionist in completing the game 100%. Uh-huh. So I, I'm definitely more of that casual person where I'll just... Like, I've never understood my one friend who's been on the podcast, Paul Jong, has always <laughs> been about whenever he plays a Pokemon game, he's going to complete the Pokédex in that <laughs> game. I just, I've, just, I've just never found... Well, you can't do that in the new one. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, poor guy. He's gonna he's gonna struggle. Oof. But I, I just never found it. complete satisfaction in actually a hundred percenting a game. Mm. Maybe it's you gotta get that. Well, it's just because it's not PlayStation. They don't give you a shiny platinum trophy when you do it. That's true. I need trophies, guys. Yeah, yeah, little bit. <laughs> there it is, Nintendo. Take note. We right. want right. achievements right. in all right. of our right. games. Yeah, it's well, been Nintendo. long enough. Nintendo has online now give us achievements. Nintendo has been good with like having that reward system inside the games. So like the pacing 
um, with leveling up in Pokemon has been is really rewarding. Like it has a good feedback loop. Um, um okay. Well, I, I like I would say like in the beginning, like how how like it's a lot easier to like level up, but then as you get harder, um, you know, there there are like more difficult battles, and you don't level up as fast, so you you have to work more on your strategy and training certain Pokemon, having a good team. Um, I don't so know. I, what? I mean... <laughs> what? Say it. I, you know, at a certain point, you just over-level no. people. No, if you're gonna... What, show me what you got. Pokemon. The only challenge in recent Pokemon games has been Ultra Necrozima, and you haven't even gone that far. That's true. I I've had a problem completing recent Pokemon games. Yeah, because and... they're not as good. They have you know, been. I I you know I... that might be true, but I also think that there is, like, Pokemon games are not hard. No, they're not made. They're not built to be hard. They're built to be played by players. The original Pokemon was so okay. Hard. Okay, yes. Now they're not built to be hard. Yeah, there we go. My bad. And that's that's I think that's part of the problem, at least for for me, is that you know, like I don't, I'm not a kid. I'm well, I am a I, kid, but I yeah, come on, Connor. I am a small little boy, and whenever I you know Ruby Pokemon Ruby, I played that game to its uh, breaking point. I have over two hundred and fifty-seven hours logged on that game. No, and. Okay. Probably more than half of that is just replaying fighting the Elite Four over <laughs> and over and over again. I grinded that so, so smoothly. I had the perfect process, and I the I, I would level all my Pokemon, Pokemon up to level 100. And, hey, I, I don't regret doing that at all. But that's not something I could see myself doing anymore. So I do want to... Uh, me either, yeah. Connor, I, I remember we talked about this a while back, and I don't think this would just be a good idea for the Pokemon game, but for a lot of Nintendo games, and that would be the addition of choosing a difficulty between easy, medium, and hard, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then, especially for Pokemon, the addition of save files. Mm -hmm. So, save files in Pokemon. Yes. And then the ability to choose, like, easy difficulty, medium difficulty, or hard. Well, what would yeah. that's okay, like, so, like well, Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem right, has the difficulties on. and save files. Come on. There's a Pokemon game that has that. Are we talking about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon again? No, I'm talking about Black and White. <laughs> what? Black, Black and White had difficulties. No, it didn't. Really? Yes, it did. If you beat the game, you could restart it in hard mode. Huh. I'm saying. And what would be harder ones. about it? Like what? What does a hard mode look like in a Pokemon game? Because like uh, in Breath of the Wild, getting experience after a certain point. Like the amount of experience you got from lower level battles was decreased dramatically. Uh, like it was naturally in normal mode, but I think they really, really, really ramped that up in hard mode. Like it was basically impossible to overlevel. Permadeath. Permadeath. Nuzlocke. <laughs> Ooh, that's a Nuzlocke. Good that would be awesome. You got to play those modded Pokemon games. They got. Forced Nuzlocke modes. Your Pokemon gone, he gone. Mm -hmm. He died. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I So as far as the Nuzlocke challenge go, what are the... <laughs> what, 
what are the rules of the Nuzlocke challenge? Okay, so Nuzlocke challenge is you can only catch the per- first Pokemon you see in each route. The and the other main main facet of the challenge is if a Pokemon faints, it is dead. You must release it. Uh-huh. Those are the main two rules. Those are yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> It's mainly just been like, yeah, you you died, you failed Pokemon, get out of here. Now, there are other modifications and other, like, smaller, more detailed rules. Like, there's stuff like the Wobbuffet Clause, where, like, some people play it so that if you encounter Wobbuffet online, all the rules are temporarily lifted, because Wobbuffet is almost guaranteed to KO you. Because mm. you can't run from it, and you can't switch out of it, and it can just do double your damage all the time. Because mm-hmm. of its ability. Wobbuffet OP. Yeah, it's OP. Like, you can't even... Can you switch out? Shadow Tag prevents all running and switching. Wow. Yep. (sighs) We can dive into that later. Um, I I had just pulled up the rules, and I was like, we can save this. (laughs) Yeah. There can be a whole episode of Pokemon. (laughs) There will be a whole episode about Pokemon. Look forward to there it. There could be a whole podcast on Pokemon. You're right. We're actually starting yep. a new podcast, Opinion Pokemon. Mm. It's actually... I, no. Ben and I have talked about this at length. Anyway. Um, I feel like we've talked a good amount about Pokemon. Yeah. Which is good. Pokemon. We've been recording for over an hour, haven't we? We have. We are currently at the 8... Well, not 8. Uh, one hour and 18 minute mark. That is how long our last episode was. Sexy. So let's just last one more minute so we can one up the last one. Oh, that's okay. perfect. It's got every episode from now on has to be one more one. than the previous one. It has to at least be somewhat long. Uh, episode uh, 48, uh, we're on the 32 hour mark. Stay tuned. <laughs> this is an extreme. I don't think your math is correct. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's not one up by a minute. It's just you got to one up. Oh, so okay. we could one up this saying. episode by 45 minutes. We can one up this episode. Oh, by okay. Three we hours. should do that. So we're going to have 24 hour episodes coming up soon. Coming up yeah. <laughs> to a podcast. You heard it here first. The first podcast to do it. I think that would be the first podcast. I, I don't know of any podcasts that are, have 24 hour long episodes. So. I don't know if maybe, but it would certainly be the first podcast to adhere to such strict lengths uh, standards, yeah. at least if it went for a while. I don't know how long we'd be able to keep this up or that you guys would be able to keep this up. I don't think very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there anything else before we do begin to close things off that you guys would want to talk about Nintendo or, or if, if Nintendo was listening, what would you want to say? What would you want to say to Reggie? Um, Reggie? Reggie. He's not here anymore. I got, so sad. I got one thing. Have a nice uh, retirement. Yeah. I hope you're great. And Bowser? Everything's great. We're Bowser? Wa- we're watching you. We're watching you. You, you, can't, you can't run a Nintendo company with the name Bowser. We got an eye on you. And, you can't and, steal my princess. And Sakurai? Take a break, dude. Yeah, you've you've actually My been God. he has been working so much. I know. Tell, Did tell you me see about it? Sakurai. Oh my okay, so Sakurai, you wanna know about Sakurai? I see I, I'm coming from a limited knowledge as far as um Nintendo's administration goes. So okay, so do you know who Sakurai is? No. I, I could he, guess. Go ahead and take a guess. He's a um, he's crazy dude. I I the person who I am imagining is 
the guy who showed the gameplay of Hero or Banjo Kazooie. It is him. That is correct. Okay. He has been the director of all the Smash games. Mm-hmm. All of them. And yes, all of them. And a few other games other than Smash, but he has been so to put it as short, quickly as possible. He works an absolutely insane amount of overtime, and the amount of time he had to put in the Ultimate just with like licensing all of the characters that they get is just absolutely absurd. And like the music, it takes forever to like license that music and like get the composers on board and stuff. And like he even made a joke in his most recent video, like taking a stab at the. Um, taking kind of a stab at the Final Fantasy musicians because they wouldn't let him have more than, like, one or two tracks for Ultimate. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the videos, this is absolutely insane. In the most recent video, he is showing off the mechanics for the new characters and stuff, and he's playing two characters at once. Like, if you look at the live feed of him, like, showing off the game, he's explaining what's going on, so he's, like, talking in complete sentences and playing two characters. So his left hand is on one controller and his light right hand is on another pro controller. Wow. And he's like doing good. And he's like, he goes into explain the new, like, um, home run mode. And he's playing two characters in the co-op home run mode. And he hits it like really far. Like, it's not like record setting or anything, but he does extremely well for just being, having one hand on a pro controller for both characters. Like, he gets he gets a lot of damage on the bag, and he hits the bag really far. But yeah, he he's... Dude's insane. nuts. He is so insane. And he does he need a break. A he does need a big break. Give him, like, oh three months vacation, at least. I bet he wouldn't even like it. He'd go on vacation and be like, oh, why does he'd this like, not work? He'd go on vacation and be like, all right, let's 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 play some Smash. <laughs> I, need to, I need to play some Smash. Yeah. He'd be the uh, boar, the uh, um, the scientist, um, Rutherford, right? What? No, 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 no. Niels Bohr and Ernest Rut- Rutherford. They created the Bohr model of the of the atom. Um, and whenever Bohr was on his honeymoon, all he would talk to his wife about is like how the structure of an atom is like the uh the electrons and like having the different <sighs> sounds like a guy i want to know that is actually hilarious <laughs> uh, yeah so honey his man. wife is probably so pissed she's probably just like all right that's some cool stuff but we're on our honeymoon come on <laughs> yep that's great but i have no idea what you're talking about honey that, that's probably mm-hmm. what she was really like. Mm, I got one thing to say to Reggie. One real thing. Oh, wait, Bowser. Bowser, yeah. Bowser. Earthbound. Yes. Where Let's you at? Get it on the Switch now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Give me that. that. Give me that, that sweet, sweet game. Earthbound. That is a game that I have like heard constantly... God, it's so good. Constantly, like, exceptional reviews of that game. Exceptional? And... No, they're fantastic reviews. <laughs> exceptional is definitely a more a higher word than fantastic. Yeah. What kind of scale are you looking at? I... Okay. <laughs> exceptional is a high class. <laughs> it's a compliment. I'm going to leave. Um... <laughs> yeah, get out of here. It's not like it's my podcast. So... Yeah. Get out. Uh, um, <laughs> yes, uh, Exceptional. Unusually good, outstanding. 
Earthbound is easily one of the best games on the Super Nintendo. So yeah, I've I've heard so many good things about it, and I don't even I, I've never even played it. I, that's, that's why we need it on Switch, Reggie. I mean Bowser. Well, Bowser. All of you played it. No, Reggie. It's Reggie. It's right. Okay. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, I, Reggie. I, I I got it on the 3DS. And you played it. Yeah, Reggie. Did you beat it? No. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. I need it on How far Switch. did you get? I get it on the Switch. How far did you get, Paul? And I'll play it. Not too far. You didn't play it. You didn't even play it. Did I played. You? No, no, no. I'll tell you what I did. I'll be. Oh, I'll be completely honest. So, I played it for probably an hour. Oh. And and th- let, come on. Let me. Let me did you even get to on it? Let me talk. Did you get to on it, Paul? The tell first me. planet. So. It's all it. Earth, Connor. I I was playing. Oh so, yeah, it's. Uh, the, it was when Nintendo was doing a big sale in the eShop. And so I got mm-hmm. Earthbound, but I also got some other really cool games that I wanted yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Come on. Get to the get to get to the get to so, the shameful part. I played Earthbound for like an hour and then I never played it again. But Did you get to on it? No. God damn. But 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 if it was released on Switch, we would we would all play it on Switch and do a review of it. Oh, I could talk about Earthbound for an entire day. So it's so, so good. Reggie, get it on Switch. Connor and I Reggie. play it, and then Bowser. Reggie, we don't, we can't. No, we can't address Reggie. Bowser. Bowser, he may be in charge, but we all know yeah, it's actually. You know, we we all know it's Reggie. We all know it's Reggie. But I I have. Everyone's I gonna yell at us for mispronouncing Reggie. Yeah. And by everyone, I mean like what? How many people listen to this? Like three. Yeah, maybe four. Um, no but from the one hour that i did play i did enjoy it but i just had to get onto the fire emblem that i bought God, it's so good you need to you need to get you the soundtrack okay i have listened, i listened to the soundtrack more than i've played the game it's so good the soundtrack is fantastic i can confirm that <laughs> yes the soundtrack's amazing i listened to the on it sound i listened to on it theme like Every other day. No joke. Before I go to bed, I play it. On Before I go to bed, I play on it. Um, I play on it. Thor theme? Oh my god, it's so good. I play on it. Hey! Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, I I had a topic. Yeah. Um, this will be our oh. last, last, last topic. Okay. Oh. Unless you guys For have more. So until I'm, talking to, I'm talking to the listeners, not you two. Unless you listeners... Yeah, let's get live feedback from the four listeners on what they want next. More yeah, topics? Um, so, yeah, if you if you don't like this topic, you can check out now. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to consume the rest of this uh, little installment we have. Um, so I am curious as to the... the so eSports has been a rising culture. Yes. Um, yeah, so... And you know some very notable games, and that would be League of Legends, mm-hmm. um, Fortnite, Fortnite, Overwatch. Overwatch. Um, so my my question is, how does Nintendo play into this market? How, how what games do they have that um, are seen as like can be seen as an esport? I got two answers. Same. Super Smash Bros. Two? Splatoon. Yep, that's it. There it that's is. It? Those two games, yes. They can... Well, the thing is, they're not... Like, Splatoon, I feel like Splatoon could easily be on the same level as Pokemon. Fortnite 
or Overwatch. It's it's the same kind. It's the same concept as Overwatch. But it's like I think it's a lot. I th- I. Th- it's a team based. Really I mean, Overwatch isn't necessarily a shooter per se, but it's a team based. You know shooter where you like control checkpoints or there's other game modes where you you know try to like i think you try to escort some things in some game modes i i almost always just play turf war which is by far the best version of the game but it's so like it's a really similar type of game and i feel like i don't know why it doesn't do as well as it well i kind of do know why because overwatch has all of blizzard behind it Mm. but and blizzard was already there in the competitive games Mm mm-hmm yeah, um, I think those two games could do very well in esports, though. I think Platoon particularly could do amazing. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually looking at some gameplay right now, and it does look very fun. It's extremely fun. And it's competitive. Kid-friendly. And, and it's kid-friendly. So does it have, like, single-player, like, uh... Could yeah. I buy this on the uh, eShop today and ha- enjoy playing it? So the single player campaign doesn't last extremely long until you buy the expansion. Mm-hmm. There's an expansion that adds a lot of single player content. How much? Um, would, how much would the expansion be? I think all when it came out, it was twenty. Eighty dollars. Yeah. So like eighty like bucks for the, the game. whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, but you can always it goes on sale sometimes. So you yeah, can always just it definitely does. I was thinking about literally uh, ending this and going to buy right now i'm going to buy dragon quest 11 like in the moment that i walk up from this i chair. am going to buy nothing because <laughs> i got no money um yeah uh-huh. it's really sad i would buy uh hey even though i have no money i would buy earthbound reggie get it on switch it's so good i can't so, say it enough i, I am definitely a broken sorry. record so sorry yeah um so what about like single player games? Is there room for esports in that? Like doing speed runs of Breath of the Wild. Well, one of the I think most popular Nintendo games that I've seen sp- speed run would be Super Mario World. Uh, uh, sixty four. Sixty four. Super Mario. Um. What? Hmm? Super Mario World. Yeah, the second one. Okay. That that one. Super Mario World. What? What do you mean? It's not the second one. Is it not the second? Is it the first one? The soup okay, so there were several Mario games on this on the Nintendo, and then there was Super Mario World, which came bundled with the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that one. The Super Nintendo, right? So like That's the one I'm talking about. Right. Second generation of Mario games. But, if that's what you mean. <laughs> just, just talking about the one game. Came out. Super Mario World. Yes, that one. The one on SNES? The one where you're on Yoshi's Island and then you Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you get the Yoshi not Yoshi's Island though. It's not Yoshi. That's a different one. That's a different game. That's Super Mario World 2. Yeah. But you start it in Yoshi's Forest or whatever, and then you... Mm-hmm. That's the one. It's got the same song, the whole thing. And you I've seen a lot of people speedrun that. Yeah, well, yeah. A lot of people speedrun Mario 64, too. Like, there's a speedrun to getting all the stars. Yeah. I do think... Hmm. So we did kind of talk about Splatoon and Super Smash Bros. for competitive <laughs> eSport, which those are obviously the two most obvious ones. Mm-hmm. But... What about I have two other ones that come to mind, Mario Kart and Pokemon Tournament mm. or Pokemon Stadium or something like that. Mm, gotta go Arms. Arms, Arms, <laughs> Arms was arms? like under the radar, arms? but it was a lot of fun. I actually play. I've played Arms. Quite what a is lot. Arms? Arms is a Switch game. 
Yeah, it's a Switch game. It's a boxing game. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a boxing game. It came you, out when the Switch you, came out. And you hold both uh, Joy-Cons in your hands and you use them like as... It, it's like, you know, you played Wii Boxing on the on the Wii Sports when it first came out mm-hmm. on the Wii with the nunchuck mm-hmm. and the, the Wii, Wii controller. I'm going to make everybody really angry when I say this, but it's $60 Wii Boxing. <laughs> okay, yes, but <laughs> there's more than the... Memes. I know, there's way more to it than that, I know. <laughs> I mean... In a general sense, you're definitely right, but it's a lot yeah. more fun than I think we bought. That's that's the mean way to describe it. It does have very good, much more good mechanics than we boxing. Much more better, fantastic. <laughs> much more gooder, bed, better, gooder. But yeah, Wii I think Wii. there are definitely some Nintendo games that could be transferred or, or used in an esports. But like I don't think position. I don't think esports is ever really going to be an environment where speedruns or single player games are like a thing because I mean I mean it could have a place but it's like something. the Olympics wouldn't be successful if it was like all the time but people watch competitive sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the Olympics is like a solo sport essentially, right? Yeah. I I think they... it's like everybody competing for the best time or the best distance oh. on a solo sport. Yeah. I don't think it would Hockey, be polo. an eSport. It would be something of its own category. Hockey is a team sport. Hockey is a team sport, Connor. I know. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, like, <laughs> like the Olympics isn't strictly... Well, yeah, so what I'm saying is people watch team sports way more than they watch individual sports. Right. And I think the same thing is true of eSports, where like they're going to watch League of Legends more often than they're going to watch like a speed run of... Isaac. I know of right. this one Twitch channel. They do live streams maybe every six months or every year where mm-hmm. they just do speed runs and it's like a 72 hour live stream for, for, yeah, charity. for a charity, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if if that was every day, no one no one would be. Well, no one watches but the fact that it's so spread <laughs> out, people are like, oh, I'll watch this for today because I don't see this often and it's entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think I think we good. Any anything else to say? Uh yeah, I've got a list of five more topics to go over. All right, let's be <laughs> Um but anyway, I I hope those listening uh, uh um before we end, um your main in Super Smash Bros. Go. Lucas. Uh uh, little Mac, sorry. Tune link. What? Don't. <laughs> little Mac's OP. Don't. Don't. Trust me. Little, little Mac. Little Mac, Mac is garbage, no. dude. Like, not only is he annoying to play against, but he's actually not good. Yeah, Unless you a... play against me as Little Mac. No, you can't say that. See, I was gonna say Ness because I play a lot of Ness, but you said Lucas, and I feel like I just stopped. <laughs> so I wasn't. I, I was about to say Ness, and you're like Lucas. I'm like, oh, wait, nope. Okay, uh. I do play a lot of Little Mac, though, so let's be honest. I mean, Smash 5 is all about aerials, and Little Mac's got Jack. Yeah, but yeah. I can just punch you, and then you'll die, so... No, you won't. I'll be in the air. Come get me, baby. <laughs> I also do uh... like Villager. Villager is amazing. Villager's a lot. What's yours, Connor? What's uh, your name, Connor? Link. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Yep. Ben and I played a lot of Smash 4. Um... And he would play Rob, and I would play Tuna. I remember. And we just played again and again. And you guys were, on Smash 4, you guys were like the pair to beat. Yeah. His Rob and your Tune Link were the pair to beat. 
Mm-hmm. They were the ones, the guys. Ben, like, ben has a pretty versatile. Uh, that's true, but his Rob is exceptional. His his Rob, he's got a DDD. Mm. Uh, Jigglypuff. Sexy roll. Jiggly, he's got a Jigglypuff. Yeah. Dang. That guy. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Where's at? he at? He he was at the beginning. He was. He was. And I think he's a good a good uh way to end the show too. Are we gonna like play out with oh, like, a Kudo song or something? No, we're just gonna play the exact no, same thing we played for the end. Oh, we're not gonna play out with like White Boy by Kudo. No, no but no. listeners, go check it out. White Boy by Kudo. Uh well you should check out his original stuff. Yeah, his other stuff uh, his new stuff's really good. Well, his he's got stuff on Spotify that isn't like it's not like, White, he, Boy. White Boy. I think White Boy is it's a SoundCloud exclusive. Like, uh, well, he used another track in it that he would get, like... Like, a lot of artists start out by, like, sampling tracks that are licensed and, like, singing over them. And I think White Boy is one of those. Uh, he might Which is why it's only be, on SoundCloud. Yeah, he might, he might like, come back and tell me that's wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's the reason it's not on Spotify. Yeah, so mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons, if any... I mean, this is completely off-topic. But if any of you who are huge Kudo fans are wondering why a lot of his SoundCloud stuff isn't on a lot of the mainstream services, it would be because of licensing issues, where if he would put it somewhere else, it, it, it just wouldn't work out for him. Yeah, but his Spotify stuff is all good to go. Yeah, so check him out on Spotify or anywhere else you're listening to this podcast. That's right. That's how we're going to end it. So SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Wait. Well, we're not on SoundCloud. We're not on SoundCloud. Ah! I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Anywhere but SoundCloud. <laughs> Ooh, I exclusively listen to the podcast on SoundCloud. Well, I don't think there are some podcasts on SoundCloud. There are, um, yeah. I'm going to write a review to SoundCloud's uh, team wondering why there's no Opinion Central. Zero out of five stars. On I think there's some good old Shakespeare um, podcasts that are on SoundCloud. Well, I don't you on... listen to Shakespeare, so I listen to Opinion Central. What what platforms is this on, Paul? What? What platforms is it on, Paul? Opinion Central? Yeah, yes. other than Spotify? The Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Bean. That's all I can remember off the top Isn't of Isn't Overcast just... Spot or Apple? Apple. Did you say Apple Podcast? Uh, yeah, Apple Podcast. That's like I thought. Overcast was just linked directly to Apple Podcasts. Am it I might wrong? be, but also Anchor is linked directly to Spotify. Ah, uh, I was gonna say if you weren't on Podbean, you're not everywhere. Oh, I am on Podbean. So well, there we go. <laughs> so check me out on Podbean. You got me there. All right, we seriously need to, to end this. Oh, uh, for the sake for, thought... the, for the sake of the listeners. I thought you finished recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. Uh, yeah, play us out. Play, play us out. out. Kudo with Kudo. The outro. Boom, 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 bo